one thing I knew when war broke out is that financial stability is something that is the only thing that is left for our employees. Welcome to Tech Talks, the podcast brought to you by Nash Squared and hosted by myself, David Savage, that's been bringing you the latest thinking from technology leaders for over eight years. Every year, Nash Squared puts out a report called the Digital Leadership Report. The DLR is completed by some two and a half to 3,000 digital leaders, and they share their views on the industry, on trends they see around investment, on talent, inclusion, the plethora of issues that they have to deal with on a daily basis in their in-tray. Of course, the last couple of years has seen challenges in the external environment mount up and make the lives of those leaders even more challenging. However, none are really facing the level of difficulty leading their organisations as those based in or around Ukraine. Today's show is a final reminder that in two days, responses to the DLR will close. And I would implore you, please, if you are a digital leader and you listen even semi-regularly to this podcast, please add your voice because it becomes a more relevant and more useful document to you if you have contributed. But also we wanted to highlight again the plight of those organisations based in Ukraine and their leaders. Ivan is CEO and co-founder of Techstack. He's been leading that business for 10 years. Obviously, the last couple of years have been incredibly challenging. And whilst the Ukrainian invasion and crisis has slipped down the news cycle somewhat, as other stories have appeared over the last couple of years, it nonetheless remains something that we need to be discussing and we need to be aware of the challenges and supporting that community. So just a couple of messages from me. Please rate and follow the show. But enjoy this interview with Ivan and please do check the show notes and take part in our DLR. So I'm joined by Ivan from Techstack. How are you? How are you this evening? I'm good. A bit tired, but in general, good. A lot and that's my fault because we were supposed to record earlier in the day and for various reasons we haven't. So you very kindly agreed to chat this evening. Um, you are in Ukraine? I am in Poland right now. You're in Poland? Yeah. Right. So it's it's eight o'clock in the evening for you? Yes. Yes. Um, before we get into anything else, I said there, obviously, Ivan from Techstack. You're the CEO of Techstack. Do you want to just start by telling us a little bit about the business and your role in it? Sure. Yeah. So I've been the CEO of Techstack for almost 10 years. So nine and a half years ago, I founded it as my partner. Uh, I've been uh, just a developer with really ambitious uh, vision and uh, like approach and for the high standards of uh, development. And uh, we started this company building products which we never had experience in. So basically we gathered experience on our path. So first couple of years, it was pretty slow. And then uh, when we developed culture, um, it started kind of growing a lot. And uh, we started uh, teaching uh, others and uh, creating processes uh, to share expertise. Uh, 
Mm -hmm. And uh, for these nine years, I, I'm still uh, like solution architect. So I'm working um, still in tech, uh, still programming sometimes, which gives me the most joy. But in general, yeah, basically developing expertise and being CEO. Uh, I'm more like CEO, CTO for the company. <laughs> I think it's interesting that you said that you were just a developer. Yeah. Kind of playing down the significance of, of your experience. Obviously, you'd, you'd kind of, you'd been an architect and you'd been involved in software for a long time. You'd had a lot of experience. But why, why do you say just a developer? Because I would assume that you were in an ideal position, really, to understand the challenges that many of your peers faced at that time. Uh, when I said just a developer, um, I think I maybe put it wrong. But what I meant is I, I didn't have much experience. So I was not very experienced developer, but very ambitious. So at that time, I, I already participated in Alpha of Angular, for example, when it just released. And uh, I was really hungry technologies, whatever is going on, on backend, frontend. So by saying just a developer, I meant really not very experienced developer. <laughs> so look, you alluded to the fact that tech stack, um, you solve a number of problems for customers. Where, where do you think the expertise of the business is really kind of, where's the strength been over that 10 year journey? Uh, yeah, this is a really good question, which, uh, it's really hard to answer because we basically over these years we developed expertise in pretty much everything. I would say, uh, starting with if you're talking about front end architecture and front end apps, uh, we've built really amazing stuff uh, using React. We have like I think five years of intensive React development here. We've done uh, amazing things on Angular, Vue, and. Uh, Basically, moving backwards to backend. Uh, so uh, we also um, has been doing a lot of cloud uh, development, like using Google Cloud, AWS, Azure. Uh, for example, one of uh, our biggest kind of achievements is uh, building serverless uh, backend on AWS with zero servers, which can handle which handles millions of users every day and very cost efficient, I would say, that solution. And uh, yeah, basically for the moving to backend uh, after the passing clouds, uh, moving to backend, uh, we cover pretty much all the mainstream technologies like C Sharp, Node.js, uh, Java, uh, Clojure even, Golang, Python. So we've done a bunch of stuff on the various technologies on the backend. If I have a look at your website and your LinkedIn, yep. tech stack, um, you curate and publish um, a newsletter. And if you scroll through and have a look at the last few um, editions of that, uh, you'll see that it's it's titles such as what to read about cloud and DevOps and how to achieve energy efficiency and sustainability in cloud-based solutions. 
what to read about IoT or how to ensure the ethical use of AI throughout development. It speaks to the fact that technology right now is a very broad church with with solutions across any number of different problems and companies facing a really complex picture. What do you think the, the big questions are that are coming from your clients at this moment in time and what's driving those? I would say that the biggest question from our clients is how to build product function that can actually bring ROI, like really effective product function. As as of like as of uh, technology aspect, I would say that right now we have uh, different sizes, uh, different size uh, clients. We have teams from two to sixty people, and uh, for some more mature companies. Uh, they they have uh, more strategic challenges like how to develop disaster recovery plan that is actually can handle huge infrastructure uh, for the smaller clients uh, how to do things faster how to build uh, efficient product without sacrificing quality and having the right speed of development so we're trying to answer all those. And as as someone who has led a business now for the past 10 years, what do you think the most exciting technical developments are right now? What do you look at and go, this is genuinely exciting? Because, you know, as I, as I just mentioned, there was a an article there um, about the the ethical use i think of, of of implementing ai in the correct way that's something that a lot of people are talking about but as an individual what do you think is interesting um for me it is really uh, interesting we just started discovering like two years ago this uh, sector renewable energy and integrating our iot solutions into that it's more of uh, more uh, like real challenges that we're facing there, like how to distribute energy in the most efficient way and what solution can help with that. So I would say from technology perspective, IoT is something new that uh, like for me, we have people much smarter than me than myself uh, in our company in IoT uh, sector, but in general, for me, it is that's where my curiosity is: IoT and renewable energy right now. Now, look, you're um, you're a CEO of your own business. It's nearly ten years old. You're from northeast Ukraine. I'm from Kharkiv. It's yeah, uh, yeah northeast. As you mentioned there at the beginning of the of the uh, interview, rather, you're currently in Poland. As of the time of recording, I think the Russian invasion of Ukraine was 565 days ago. Yet I look at your LinkedIn and what you're posting about. You are just. I say this in it. This doesn't sound like a compliment. It's supposed to be though. Another tech leader, you know, you're, you're to all intents and purposes, what you're talking about are the challenges faced by the technology industry and fulfilling that function as, as, as a digital leader. How hard has it been, though, to to lead a business um, through the obvious challenges that you've been faced with over the last couple of years and, and how that might have disrupted your plans of 
of a business that was that, that has, has has continued to thrive but was thriving obviously up until that point as well this is a really good question so last two years uh, were really tough i would say and uh, the first challenge of this period was of course uh, russian invasion invasion into ukraine so at that moment we, we had business continuity plan in place which worked i would say 50 percent because you never expect you never can be prepared for such thing and uh, we just gave like one month for people to be available uh, when whenever they they can we uh, we've done a lot of things to uh, make sure people are safe evacuate people we created uh, we funded uh, all the rentals created a certain budget for that stuff so people can move to the safer zones safer places and uh, that was the very first month and our, all our partners were supportive of that so i sent emails to everyone who is working with us i told that hey guys you may see some instability and uh, that is expected uh, please uh, be with us so you, you should understand us in that but like that period the lowest downtime was only the first day it was 40 percent of people available that day so some people during uh, because of business continuity plan uh, we were already moved and uh, we didn't uh, skip any releases we didn't delay any releases in any of our products we're building so that was pretty amazing so first months evacuation a lot of activities that were totally unplanned and uh, together with that during that first month uh, we uh, uh, organized with our partners in Ukraine we organized a huge volunteering hub and started like our mindset changed that time so we saw that we want to help we want to be part of it and we want to we want to do what we can do the best just to fund help to, to bring as much help as possible until this day and it will be continuing we have almost all our profits going there so i'm pretty sure that helped a lot I cannot disclose details, but yet uh, at some point we will do the press release when uh, everything will be over. But in general, uh, TechStack as a company uh, helped a lot and TechStack employees also donated huge amount of money into that. So, and to get like, this is first months, right? First months. And then what started is economics recession, another huge challenge that is basically going in parallel. So that puts out of uh, zone of comfort and uh, we started uh, building more aggressive growth strategies just to keep to, to be sustainable. And uh, yeah, that worked. That worked. We, we didn't grow 
but we are sustainable till this moment. Some of our clients had issues due to economics recession. So we found new clients and uh, we created created this bunch of processes and stuff. You started by saying you didn't have a huge amount of experience as a, as a developer and you founded a business and you're ambitious. You've been running a business now for nearly 10 years and you've gone through what quite clearly as you've, you've articulated there has been a very difficult period. I mean, it's been a difficult period for businesses all around the world, never mind with a, a war and an invasion to, to throw into the mix on top. But what do you think you've learned about yourself as a leader? What, what lessons have you picked up that you've been able to apply to business that, okay, the, the circumstances are in, at times awful and tragic, but I suppose you will have learned some skills that, that you can carry forward that can help you guide your business, give that assurance to, to, your, to your employees and continue to, to give them some stability in that sense. Yeah, so I, I learned that values are very important. So I've been through this period, I, I would say it's pretty successfully because company is still sustainable. And so basically the values we established years ago, we, um, we kept following them and um, Another thing, which one of our value is uh, people. So I didn't do it by myself. This was done by amazing team I have here. All these years I invested into these people and uh, invested my time coaching and building relationship. What I learned over these years, building different products, participating in like different teams that people are the most important important uh, uh, criteria for growth for sustainability for any business any product is built by people and uh, that's that's what basically made made the huge impact on our company and that was a huge test for for the for us to to see if we really ready to follow our values. We we had different phases uh, over these years, but one thing I knew when war broke out is that financial stability is something that is the only thing that is left for as a assets, as a values for a bunch of, for our employees, because uh, they don't have homes now at that moment, they didn't have homes. And, uh, we, we made commitment to our people that we are not gonna do shortage. We're not gonna do layoffs, no matter what we're gonna do as much as possible to keep everyone stable. And that was was driving us, basically, this period. So look, I'm, as I said, it's it's evening. I'm conscious of time. But if there was one message that you wanted a listener to take away from this, 
What would it be? What would that one key message that cuts through be? Don't do not hesitate to work with Ukrainian developers, the Ukrainian IT community. Engage as much as you can. It will help. It will help a lot. Right now, people having really hard time to build networking online because traveling is very limited. And you might see messages in LinkedIn, people trying to reach you to to have a meeting, to get your contact, maybe to have uh, a contract or opportunity uh, with you. So do not hesitate, do not ignore those. Ukraine has very talented people. Very talented people, very good professionals. They kept developing their expertise over the, this, even these years. It's been a pleasure to speak to you. I think it's a, a really nice place to leave that. And uh, hopefully people, people do kind of take you up on that offer. And if someone reaches out uh, from the Ukraine, that they, they give themselves still time. And as I said, you know, it's 565 days at the time of recording since that invasion. At times it has slipped down the news agenda as climate crisis and other things kind of get onto the news agenda and uh, our constant need for for the new in the news um, but it's a, it's a really timely reminder that this is obviously still a huge challenge and that there are businesses and, and leaders who, who need support. Thank you. Thank you.